Well, praise the Lord. What a blessing it is to be here in this location, this spot, at this time, for this purpose. I believe that God orchestrates things to accomplish his purpose. And um, I really like that introduction, Brother Jordan, uh, Pastor Jordan, because uh, this week I turned 70. Now, you, you know what's significant about 70, don't you? Three score and 10 shall be the years of a man. So now I'm living on benefits. Um, while you're standing, I'm just going to read one verse with you. Uh, Zechariah 13, verse 6. And one shall say unto him, What are these wounds in thine hands? Then he shall answer, Those with which I was wounded in the house of my friends. Lord Jesus, as we start this afternoon, Lord, I pray, Lord, that you've, you've brought this message for not only some in this room, but for some that are listening to this, Lord. And I don't believe that's an accident. I pray that you would deliver it right to the very center of the soul and heart of every person. I ask this in the Jesus name. Jesus. Amen. You may be seated. We had decided on this topic uh, about a week and a half ago. Me and Brother or Pastor Jonan were, were speaking, and this topic came up, and both of us at the same time that we mentioned it felt the same thing. Scars. And I have to tell you, I, I was really excited about doing this, and I got my commentaries out, and I got my dictionaries and all these other things out, and I worked on this hard. And I was all done on Thursday. And as I, I wanted to get all the, the type the same, all the same size. And I went to type the type in the box, and it erased everything. And it was funny. You, you'd usually say, well, I've spent hours and hours on this. God, why would you do that? And God said, now I want to do it my way. And I sat down at my laptop and I said, okay, God, let's start over. How do you want it to be? And so this morning, it's probably arranged a little differently than what I had set it up. But I do believe it's going to carry the message that God wants us all to hear. You know, I have to say before we start, um, a lot of you really don't know me well. That could be a blessing. Or that could be a curse, depending on your personality. I really look forward to getting to know you and you getting to know me. And you'll find that I'm, I've got a lot of joy in my heart. And um, I'm Irish. And yes. And Indian. My grand would be my grandmother descended from Cherokee. So I'm a stubborn hothead. <laughs> All right, enough of that. 
But I want to go back here. And um, this verse, when I first read it, really stuck out to me. Because we know that the prophet is prophesying about the crucifixion. And I went back and I looked at the verse again. And he says, where did you get these wounds in your hands? Now, every one of us in this room, more than likely, has scars. Some are little, some are longer, and some are huge. Some of us are in the process of developing scars. Do you know what a scar is? It's, it's a healed wound. Now, unhealed wounds is a very per- dangerous period in developing scars because the wound is open to infection. As long as you have a wound that is not healed or scarred, you are open to infection. And infection can develop into a medical terminology of sepsis. That infection spreads throughout your entire body and can kill you. It's all right to have scars. Scars are good because they remind you of healed wounds. Now, when I looked at this verse, I, I looked at the word, my friends. And that, that stuck out to me. You mean all these scars came while I was wounded in the house of my friends. It came through the actions of my friends. Now, there's a difference between friends and relatives. Relatives are blood-tied. Friends can be acquaintances. I went back and I looked in the Hebrew for that word friends. It comes from uh, a Hebrew word, and it's pronounced ahab. And it says, the beloved, or those dearly loved. So if I go back and I look at the end of that verse, it says, I was wounded in the house of those that I was beloved, I beloved. These weren't people that did this to me that were my enemies. These weren't strangers that tried to take advantage of me because it would have been easy for me to understand that. But these wounds were caused by those who I loved. Now, in Proverbs, the 27th chapter, verse 6, It says, faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. That word here is the same word in Hebrew as it was in Zechariah 13. Some of the most serious and deepest wounds don't come from our enemies because we expect those things to happen. The hardest wounds to heal from are the wounds that that come from those that we love. So, and you want to know how serious it is in the church right now? In Matthew, the 24th chapter, verse 11, could, could we bring that up in a little second? Matthew 24, 11, it wasn't in my notes, but as I was sitting here, the scripture came to me. And the disciples asked about the end of the age and when Jesus was going to come again. What was it going to be like, Lord, when you come back? What can we expect? And he said, There'd be wars and rumors of wars and pestilences, all those things. He talked about the end of the world. But one of the things that stood out to me the most was the thing that talked about the prophecy within the church. 
there would be signs, I believe, even in the church. That verse talks about, and many false prophets shall arise and deceive many. Go back to verse 10. I think I have the wrong verse there because I wrote it from memory. Because that verse, and then many shall be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. I really believe that this is a prophecy regarding those that are related through blood. That in the last days there would be dissension, not only in the world, we expect that in the world, we see it in the world. These things that I see in the paper, the news that I hear, it just preaches to me that the Lord is crying out to us, look, that's what I told you about. Do you know in 70 AD, the, the writer Josephus recorded that when Cestus uh, came, that people left the city of Jerusalem like rats jumping off a ship. Do you know how they knew that? Because it said in Scripture, when you see the city of Jerusalem surrounded by armies, flee. Did you know that one Roman general came three and a half years before the second? I believe it was Cestus that came second, but there was another Roman general that came first, and then he was withdrawn back to Rome. So the cities were surrounded. There was a retreat of the Roman army, it went back to Rome, and then there was a period of three years before the city fell. It says all the Christians and all those that had heard the words of the prophecy left the city. I dare say there were no, no Christians in Jerusalem when Cestus came back. That's why I believe that the church won't be here. The Lord has told us what to look for. When we see these things come to pass, look up for your redemption is to draw nigh and the trumpet of God is about to sound. So this isn't something that's unusual. This is something the Lord said was going to happen. Now, in the next 10, 15 minutes or so, I'm going to share something personal with you that I went through. Um, and... I do that because the best knowledge is knowledge experienced. You know, scars are a visual roadmap of the struggles of life. I have a scar that runs down my chest. Oh, I remember I had open heart surgery and developed pneumonia. It was a terrible time in my life. I didn't think I was going to survive. I have scars here and here. And each time I look at them, it brings back a struggle that I, I overcame. So the scar isn't something that mars my beauty. It's a reminder that I'm victorious through Christ. So if you're here today, and now I'm talking about not only physically but emotionally, if you're here today with scars, you should thank God that those scars are healed. And like I said, some scars are um, in your body and some scars are in your heart. Some scars are in your mind that, that, uh, that affect how you think and view things in your life. 
Now, Lisa and I, you've met my wife, and I, in a sense, I'm sad that she's not here, but in another sense, I'm glad she's not. She'll probably look at it later. She worked, I don't even know if she's home from work yet, because she always critiques me. Did you know your T-shirt was showing? <laughs> Isn't that what wives do? But I want to talk about her a little bit today, too, because this is something that we both experienced. Lisa and I have been privileged over the years. Um, I was ordained in 1982 to pastor four different churches.